Hey, I'm Daniel Colburn. I'm Caleb Porzio. Uh, welcome to 20% Time, where two coworkers discuss one programming topic per week for an average of 33.2 minutes. Uh, I can tell it's late at night because your countdown to clap didn't have like any accent. It was very low energy. Oh, I normally do do an accent, don't I? Yeah, it was a low energy and countdown. And a three, and a two, and a three, and it was more like yeah. a three, and a two this time, and a two, one. and a one. Clap. Right. Oh, Caleb, oh. Caleb, Caleb, how's it going, buddy? It's going well, man. I'm in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm oh, yeah. uh, I'm near the beach, um, where Charlotte's parents live, and uh, breathing in that heavy beach air makes you very sleepy. Nice. Uh, so I'm I'm just feeling that sleepy salt air feeling. Salt air. What what temperature is it like around there? It's like I don't know what. Uh, let's see. Weather in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, today was 35 to 53 tomorrow's okay. 49 to 70 uh, oh, so wow. it's kind of all over yeah nice yeah right now it's 48 nice yummy so Thanksgiving is upon us it is upon us and I know I know that you charities out there thought that you were going to get us <laughs> you thought this is our time to cash in. We're gonna get Daniel and Caleb to not release an episode on a Friday, and then we're gonna get them. Not but there's still an hour and an hour and eleven minutes left in Friday. True. Um, so you charities, you're just gonna have to wait. <laughs> I just got what you, I might be a little behind this episode. I just got what you That's meant cool. by charities. Well, I'm sure some. I bet some <laughs> listeners missed it as well. We, I don't, if you weren't, if you're not a regular listener, you may have missed that Caleb and I recently made a bet. <laughs> we made a bet with the listeners that we would put out an episode every Friday this year until January. And if we didn't, for each episode we miss, Caleb and I are both going to donate $50 to a charity of the listener's choice. Yep. Um, but they're getting nothing from us. Nothing. No charities from these boys. That's right. Uh, Anyway, so because this is a sort of a a slipshod vacation sort of patched together episode, um, I figured we just let's just you know embrace the embrace the season, embrace the gimmick, and uh, let's do some things that we're thankful for. Yeah, Um, and that can be principles, institutions. Mm. That can be um, pieces of software that you're using in your day-to-day life. Hmm. That can be people in the community. Hmm. That can be whatever you want it to be, you know? But I'd say, like, in the context of the things that we talk about on this show, what's got you going? Hmm. What you thankful for? You know, uh, I got I got one. It's kind of niche. Um, mm, hit me. Hit me. The internet. Oh, okay. I so know. We're, I we're know. Gonna go it's like in quick. Sunday school when you answer Jesus and Jesus. God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that answer. I know. But it's so true. It's so true. 
Um, yeah, I mean, where would we be without it? Where would we be without it? Where would I be without it? I don't know. It's just uh, like right before this call, I'm digging into uh, what am I digging into? Like the natural fallacy. And then I mm-hmm, like wound mm-hmm. up on Charles Cullen. I, I'm not even going to get his name right. The like mass n- murderer who was a nurse and like murdered okay. people in the hospital. With her. Anyway, and I'm just reading this entire article. Reading, I'd like read all the accounts of these murders, you know, <laughs> like and uh, early, you know, and then earlier I just like scrolled through Twitter and I watched a video of West Boss buying like clothes and I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's the internet and I'm so thankful for it. It's given me money. It's given me mm-hmm. a million skills. It's given me like tools to help myself be in the world. Um, it's connected me with tons of people that I'm close to Daniel being one of them. Uh, all of you listening, being more of them. Um, I mean, the list goes on I'm, I'm educated by the internet uh, I'm trained by the internet. Uh, I'm socialized by the internet in many ways. You know, I mean, I'm raised. You, well, you. This is your thing, right? Like, you were raised by the internet, or you were raised by rap, right, <laughs> or hip hop. Well, th- those are my two parents. I had two parents, and they were hip hop and the internet. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. And so I that, think that, I turned that's, out that's, great. That's my opener. What do you got? I'm also thankful for the internet in a broad way. Yeah. But I feel like you've said everything that needs to be said on that. Hmm. Um, my overarching um, gratitude this year goes to Visual Studio Code. Oh, that's a good one. Visual Studio Code gets a lot of love from me this year. It is... I've always been in this uncomfortable valley with computer use with regards to like putting characters on a screen, you know? And it has been that I knew that there were IDEs out there that were very powerful and I did not like using them. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a sublime boy and I was like, listen, I know I could go do PHP storm or any of these IDEs and like become a, you know, a fancy storm IDE trooper. boy, a stormtrooper. Ooh, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just didn't want that to be my fate. You know, I didn't enjoy using them. They're very slow. They're very ugly. The default theme is really ugly. Like, that's one thing about PHP Storm. It's just the defaults are all bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, right. You have to do lots of undoing. So much undoing to even have a decent chance at using PHP Storm. Yeah. And I just didn't want that. And along came VS Code, and it, it sits in a very beautiful spot in between those two things where it's got enough power and enough extensibility and a big enough community that if you want to do something, chances are there's at least an approximate way to do it. Yeah. Um, and also they didn't mess up basic text entry, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's the thing is that all of these IDEs messed up text entry and made it unusable. Hmm. And uh, VS Code didn't. VS Code took the editor seriously and then built an ecosystem around it. And I appreciate that a lot. I'm I'm with you totally. It, the the extension library, like the way that VS Code does extensions, is so like it's so intuitive. It, it's what you would want your IDE it's exactly what you'd want the extensions are written in JavaScript 
and you can click an install button on the internet or you can search them right in the sidebar. Like I'm sure Sublime's way beyond and I wasn't a crazy Sublime power user, but um but oh yeah, Python extensions and opening that weird terminal thing that's not a normal terminal that to install the extension installer installer, mm. you know? <laughs> like mm. the step one is installing the extension to install extensions. Um super good. Yeah. So so that that and then all the other all the other things. Yep. Totally. All the great things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for that as well. It's that's a funny one because I can't really picture life before that. I think of my sublime life before that, and I think like how yeah, it oh, was dark just, and it was cold. Yeah, exactly. I was such a I don't know, but it, that was such a long time ago in my brain, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't. But yep, that that's cool, cool. yeah yeah. What are you thankful for, Caleb? Oh, um, what am I thankful for? I should have premeditated this. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't like the ones where you prepare. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm thankful for the community, of course. I think what's what's interesting within that. Um, hmm. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm thankful for. Okay, here's a real like practical. I'm thankful for one. I'm thankful for people who put in like open source work, like Tilcrus. Um, Joseph Silber, Salber, Cyber, sorry, Joseph, um, uh, Lucas Mitchett, the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm missing a couple, even Graham Campbell, um, people who just put in the work and like Till is funny cause he, he's so not known. I think I could be, I could be wrong on that, but, um, but he's just this workhorse for Laravel and, He's done so much. You know, he's also little known fact about Till, also a world class, like top one percent player of PUBG Mobile. Really? Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. We at Laracon were standing in line to get coffee and started talking. And one thing led to another, and I discovered that he is one of the best PUBG mobile players in the world. That's a big deal. That's, like, maybe the most popular mobile game right now. I don't know, but it's big. Yeah. It is huge. But, yeah, I'm I'm also thankful for those people, because without those people, there would be no world for us to inhabit. Yeah, they they get so little in terms of, uh, and, you know, some of that might be that's not what they're after, but... They don't get the recognition. They're, you know, they're just in the PRs and the, um, you know, they're just in the Git history. They're not as much. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily. I mean, Till does have that WordPress product now, but they're not. They're not the, the thought leaders necessarily. The, um, the people that you know, yeah. So, so it's cool to um, the people who have the limelight deserve that for all the hard work they put into it. And not that these people don't or deserve something they don't have, but you know, it's just good to shine the light on them. And that, uh, so super thankful for that and maintain the little bit of open source maintaining. I do. It's always, uh, work for me, you know? I, and mm-hmm. then I remind, I'm like, I, I always have these thoughts like, well, wait, to what extent am I supposed to the mentality of a open source consumer and an open source producer is very different. And I know that because I started out as a consumer and you, you have the sense of entitlement uh, which is crazy, and it's not—it's weird yeah, for me to make even it say better. that. 
Yeah, you just tell like, everyone to make it better all the time. Something, yeah. You have some sense of some entitlement. I don't think it's I don't think it's even the like obviously nasty type. I think it's just just comes with it. I don't know. And then when you're well, producing, I think you assume. I think there's an assumption that this is some sort of a product that this person is putting out, and yeah, um, and because you're not paying for it, you assume that they're getting paid for this some other way. Right. Because nobody does things for free. Yeah. Right? And yep. so I think that's the assumption people have is like, oh, you're either like some big faceless corporate entity who's using this for whatever, or you're a person who like, you know, is trying to get famous off of this and give conference talks or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so people are, people are seeing this as like, oh, like, this is just a product like this is the exchange It's like you get to you know be a big company or be a famous conference speaker or whatever and in exchange you maintain these open source things and like that i think that's the exchange people see but you know most of the time it's just like me or caleb or someone you know making making a real stupid little product that we thought of one time that we just put out there yeah totally and when you build it you're I uh, I have a bunch of little things. I don't have any real big things. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't even know. I don't know the half of it, the whole of it. Um, but what the little I do know that, uh, you know, now I'm starting to put things out and go, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, when you spawn a feature and you've just now spawned, like, potentially a thousand features, mm-hmm. a thousand future features. Um, like, you put this thing out and and, you know, you have some sort of, responsibility to it um or at least you feel that and anyway so so kudos to people doing open source and and the work goes unrecognized a lot of times and there's a ton of hard work and there like you said there are actual like rewards sometimes in terms of like publicity and stuff like that and those are real and tangible and that's sometimes you know but like it's not all altruism you know it's um but but anyway, it's uh, totally good stuff. Totally. It, o- open source, the whole open source thing is one of those, I used to say like, like when you hike with someone, there's a million little opportunities for selflessness. Like when you're, uh, when, when you're sitting around like, I don't know, <laughs> my experience is like, I'm, I'm just going to go with church experience. You're sitting around like, I don't know, some like a church service or you're sitting around a Bible study or a, some sort of group and you're talking about, um, I don't know, you're talking about holy things like being selfless mm-hmm. and helping others. Mm-hmm. And you can just fill the air with good intentions and you can create all these false things until you go on a hiking trip and or camp with someone. And now there's now the actual opportunities, there's these like micro service opportunities every second you know, lifting a hand to get somebody up, sacrificing the good spot in the tent or the good tent spot. You know, I mean, there's just a Mm -hmm. million little opportunities going and getting the water, doing the dishes when it's dark and nobody wants to hang the bear bag. What's that? The last piece of beef jerky. The last piece of beef jerky. Sure. Or somebody ate all their beef jerky prematurely and now, Mm. and they didn't like, they weren't tracking and you savored all of yours and now... Mm-hmm. And you're everything in you doesn't want to share them because they had their own share. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. little micro opportunities because you're doing something. And I think open source is similar in the sense that there are a million opportunities to exhibit 
um, like service, uh, selflessness, hard work, um, all, all of those things. I don't know. All of those things. Yeah. And on, yeah. on that note, let's, let's expand our thanks because I want to also include in my, in my broad thankfulness, the, the people who aren't the maintainers who are just the ones who hang out in a repo and like make it happen. We yeah. talked yesterday or last episode about like anchor, my JavaScript pipeline guy. Um, yeah, right. But like, there's totally people in these repos who just hang out, know everything about it, read all the issues, but aren't the maintainer, aren't the ones getting all the credit. They're totally. just the ones like, you know, cleaning up pull requests or like jumping into the issue con- conversations and being like, well, actually, this is addressed over here. Yeah. You know, those people rule. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, I I sort of ran across this with Better PHP Unit because I let in some features that um, for like Windows and for uh, Docker and Val or um, mm. Homestead, and I don't mm-hmm. use any of those on the day to day. I don't have a Windows machine, and I let them in because it helps so many people. But sort of with the caveat that um, that like, hey, I you know I really am not going to maintain these things. I'm just going to make sure it works for the Mac user. I, I really, yep. you know, I can't do that. So if, if the people want to add those things, as long as it doesn't break my stuff, I'll let the community sort of maintain this part of it. And mm-hmm. that, that's got me thinking about a lot of these things. And so I hope this isn't breaching anything. I, I hit up, um, I hit up Jeff way about, uh, maintaining mix to get some of his like philosophy behind this, because I'm mm-hmm. sure mix I've, you know, is just insane with different NPM installations yeah. on different machines. I can't even imagine totally. Oh, I can't even imagine how horrible. Yeah. <laughs> what hell it, that I is. I can only imagine. Yeah, it's like especially especially like node versions and npm versions. Like those are the worst. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Any of that stuff. So, anyway, uh in his response along with yours, I mean, part of it is that like there's people who who pitch in, you know, he has some go-to people for some specific things. Um, with some other tools and such, but um, but you know, people who really just kind of handle this this platform, hand, they, they represent for this specific platform or whatever, be it Windows or whatever. Um, yeah, awesome, so, and that's invaluable. Yeah, broad thanks to the open source people. Yeah, at all in all roles, all the open source roles, whole lot of love. Um. Okay, here's a here's a a brief thanks that I have. Git rebase. Who knew? Git rebase is so <laughs> really? strong. Git rebase very strong. Wow. I'm using Git rebase every day now. Wow. And it's great, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Um that has been my major like level up in like my day the thing i do most often that i didn't do last year is get rebase like get rebase in the sense like get your branch up to like the head of master develop or get rebase like both. interactive squash and both stuff like that huh? both i yeah i rebase from master to my working branch and then i also just commit all the time and then squash commits down into like feature related commits later wow good for you man i i'm not on that train (laughs) it's a it's a good train man yeah i i think i was on the train it's like that's funny because 
can we say that it, it's there's two competing values? Like you really I think just there are there's yeah. there's uh, pure there's pure, merge people. There's merge right. There's merge people and there's rebase people, but there's two. Like each stimulates a different part of my brain. The purity part of me that's that would love a clean history. The part of me that wants a clean desktop and wants to rename and organize folders, even though it doesn't need need to be done. The thing that wants names to be consistent in an application. The name whatever. I I don't know if those are the best examples, but that part of my brain wants to rebase. Um, the other mm-hmm. part the, that part that wants my books in order. The other part of my brain, the wants purity of, uh, or like, I don't know, maybe that's more, that's like the practical part of my brain that wants, wants the history of what actually happened, not the me curating the history, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're two competing values and I've oscillated back and forth and I don't think one is better, but I'm currently in the merge space because, because of the intuitive merge, you know? Like rebase is flipped because I can get checkout mm-hmm. hyphen hyphen hours and not have to negate what I'm thinking. Yep, you know I get what you're saying, you but get, once you once you do, once your brain passes like osmosis like through the membrane from merge to rebase, you're in a glorious endoplasm on the other side. Interesting. All right. Well, I I don't want to stomp on your thankfulness. Please don't. That's all I got. <laughs> cool. I, I'm thankful for Git. Oh, I started big, on big SVN call, call. and I had different folders for each branch and they were like physical folders on my machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Git's pretty awesome. At first, Git was, seemed like a really wacky thing, but Git's insane. Git rules. Sheesh magish. Sheesh magish. Yep. Hmm. It's crazy. I don't. I don't understand how. I, Git feels like there were too many pull requests merged. That's the only thing. Like, there's so many features in Git that's like uh, one guy had like a a desire for something. Yeah. And so they added a flag. They pull requested a flag onto the branch command, and then someone else pull requested a new command for whatever. And there's so much stuff in there that I feel like I'll never fully understand Git. But I am glad it's there, and I am glad that it's you know my protection and that almost no matter how bad you mess it up you can always recover yeah right yep you can go deep. like i'm glad all those commands are there even though i never use them because eventually i'll need to like really like disembowel my code and find you know the error of my ways two weeks ago right yeah yeah it's uh it's a crazy thing when i like teach people really development in general and get sort of that thing in there that Mm -hmm. is confusing I guess my I don't know the thing I always say is like it's this thing that's really simple it has a small footprint like Mm -hmm. it's API is relatively small as far as important tools go and you can get the concepts down with if I have like a stick and like sand I can draw mm-hmm. you out how Git works and explain it to you, even if you're a non-developer. Um, yeah, but it's a yeah, lifetime it's of mastery. Like it's, it's like a fellow. It's a you fellow. To learn a lifetime to master. Wait, say say that again. A, a what? A fellow. The uh, board game, the children's board game, which is like checkers, sort of. Huh. Um, their tagline, which was on the box, was "A minute to learn, a lifetime to master." Yeah. Yep. 
Nice. And that, that, that is Git for me more than other, like it seems to be kind of unique in that, at least in my tool set, that it's something that, you know, as a, like you could read through the docs. I mean, they're, they're, you know, but you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you smell me? I'm happy about it. I smell you. you smell me? I smell you right up. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Git. Um, oh, somebody tweeted the other day something. I think it was maybe Ben Ornstein or something. Like he used to be frustrated by this Git command and somebody tweeted at him like, hey, the API has been updated. Check it out. It's a lot simpler now. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of his realization like, oh, yeah, like it's a thing that people update you know like there's been improvements yeah so it's not just like part of the universe as it exists i know which is weird uh i don't think you know i don't think of it like that but that's true you know what's amazing about that when is the last time you ever had to consider whether you and a coworker were using the same version of git <laughs> right never ever totally right or like that some part no of the api wasn't available stuff on right. your like production machine or something. How is that working? Yeah, that's a good Like call. how do they update that thing without ever causing problems? Yeah, I don't know. That's insanity. That is insanity. Gets one of those things. That's like a Yeah. That's a base layer that's wild. tool. That is wild. Yeah, I'm always amazed if I like install Linux on like a server or something. And I like am just messing around, and I go in, and I'm like, "Git pull from whatever," and they're like, "You have to install Git." But I'm like, "Wait, how does every Linux distro not just ship with Git?" Like, yeah, how like Git seems like it's just it just is. It's it's in like the DNA of what it is to be on like a Unix system, right? Yep, heard that. Yeah, Er and then and then you whatever uh, yum install or sudo apt get Mm -hmm. Git. And I don't know. That's, that's like a weird feeling. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get something. Get something. You install. Oh yeah. Yeah, it like lives somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah weird. Super weird. Hmm. What else are you thankful for? What else am I thankful for? Um. One thing I'm very thankful for is um. Like everyone at Titans, uh sort of individual contributions to the ecosystem or the universe, you know? Hmm. And that like, because we're now, you know, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Oh boy. Um, it, uh, like, I feel like I always have someone around me who is a subject matter expert in whatever the thing I'm thinking about is. Mm, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, you, you know, even if it's like, something that you wouldn't think you would need a subject matter expert for like like uh, screen- uh vaccinations yeah or <laughs> vaccinations exactly or like uh or you know disaster preparedness yep, right. um we've, we've got our good friend caleb porzio but even crazy stuff uh, like jake bathman yeah or did i just call jake bathman <laughs> caleb porzio yeah while talking to you caleb uh-huh, porzio uh-huh. all right jake bathman um, who recently was shouted out on the latest Accidental Tech podcast. Oh. Um, I know, big moves. Oh. Um, but also, like, crazy stuff like, um, you know, like, uh, for example, Jose is, like, deeply integrated in the, like, uh, buying of houses. Yeah, know? right. Yeah, totally. So yep, he's doing I'm, it. like, Charlotte and I are, like, in the process of, buying a house yeah 
like we just talked to the lender two days ago and everything's fine and now we're on vacation and then we're going to go like get pre-approved for this loan and then next week we're going to go check out some houses you know and it's just great to know that there's like a jose sitting there on the other side of slack where if i hit a slag or a snag or i need advice or something i can just be like hey jose like what do you know about this yep and it just feels like every person at titan has like some domain some technical domain on which they're an expert and then some non-technical domain on which they're like a total expert yeah um and that is a very cool feeling to just like i feel like i am smarter because i have access to these people so that is cool yep i'm totally with you yeah and that that's reflected in uh, a window into our slack we have discuss hyphen channels everything oh, yeah there are so many everything's discuss hyphen i'm i'm probably a part of a tenth of the discuss hyphen channels mm-hmm. um so there's yeah there's lots of everybody has their own discuss hyphen that they sort of like yeah like pseudo moderate yeah right exactly like that they just pay real real close attention to yeah like for a while you were like the primary voice in discuss finances yep. before sarah came and now it's like you and sarah are like the the finance knowledge base um yeah but yeah there's discuss travel you know any questions Mm -hmm. on like anything travel there's multiple voices of just sheer knowledge uh points i feel like dave hicking is a is a strong i was not here the first time dave hicking lived or worked here Ah. but now that dave's back i feel like he is a strong voice in a lot of the discuss channels like He's got oh for sure. Got cook, he's got cooking chops. He's got finance oh, no chops. Way. He's got travel chops. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yes. he's got music chops. Yes, you know, like he's, I feel like he's he's the guy. He's a, yeah, he came. Discuss travels, Dave. Just discuss tea. Dave came in and and dropped some mm-hmm. some some knowledge. Some some deep deep hits. Yeah, right. Discuss financial. Yeah, he's on it. That's for sure. Yeah, he's all over. Yep. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. That's really nice. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. You got any other uh, quick thanks? Let's think about um, things we're thankful for. Let's. What what file are you thankful for in Laravel? Ooh, that's a great question. Do you are you going to agree right now that it's cheating to say the routes file because? Oh. I think both of us would readily say the routes file. I was thinking Laravel core. Oh, okay. Okay. But let's do Laravel. that. Cause I, I mean, I would say routes file totally. Yeah. No doubt. You know what I'm very next to helpers. Of course. Um, what I'm thankful for in Laravel core is the, um, pending. It's the pending resource, but it's not. It's pending route resource or something like that. Um, <laughs> Is that did you do that? No, I didn't. Okay. But that's I learned of a very valuable pattern there, which has infected my brain, and that's the destructor pattern for. Oh fluency. yeah, and we we've already talked about it, but you know, I'm there's like that issues that with that. Exists. Are there? Uh, I don't know if it's that exact destructor. I think it's a Q one or something that when you do something in tinker because mm-hmm. it it's the same runtime and it doesn't get destructed there's an issue it never runs it never runs the thing in the destructor yeah it, it's so a, that's why you need to do the thing that i did oh it was pending route resource registrar.php uh, uh, yeah that's the name of the thing 
And yeah, so there was logic that was in the destructor and I needed access to it in a context where the destructor wasn't going to be called. Yeah. Um, and so I just moved all that logic into a method called register. And then I just called that method from the destructor. Okay. So that's the solution is just move that logic into a method that can be manually called. Did, did you PR that? Yeah, I PR'd it for that context, nice. but not for every context. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, uh, if I had to pick a what's f- your What's your file? If I had to pick yeah. a file, it's got to be, oh, man. I want to be, like, novel here, but I also want to be true to myself. So I'm thinking it's it's uh, collection.php. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It's I mean, a good gosh. one. What are you going to do? It's, yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful file. Then support slash helpers.php. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's some, there's some that I've really gotten... Um, dug in on recently oh like uh all the database grammars like oh yeah it's really not necessarily that i enjoy those files but i enjoy that extra level of abstraction yeah because it gives you like a clean break to wedge some code into i was just thinking of that in the shower the other day about my array driver my eloquent array driver Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's not a. It's not any crazy thought, but it was like, oh yeah, the grammar files. Like that. That really is a seam. You know, that's like a well-established seam in Eloquent. That, uh, you know. Yeah, it's re- it's really nice, and I'm glad. I'm glad it's there. It makes me, and not just that. And here's here's the real gratitude. You know. Okay. The, gratitude now we're for individual there. files is great. You know, but uh-huh. what gratitude for individual files teaches us is that I'm grateful that there is the type of thinking going on that says, let's go ahead and put a split here. Let's go ahead and, you know, and uh, pull in an extra class. Let's go ahead and, you know, give something a name because down the road, people are going to use this framework in all sorts of interesting ways. Yeah. And, architecting this in a little bit more of a pain in the ass way is going to free these people up to build whatever they want to build in the way that they want to do it and not be cursing the name of Taylor Otwell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, just the, building all those little seams. It's almost like if you're holding like a deck of cards and, uh, and you like want to like put a card into the middle of the deck, you know, and you just kind of have to wiggle it a little and then like a seam kind of opens up between two other cards and it just slides right in. That's how I feel like, that's what I feel like it is to like, you know, to extend or modify the behavior of Laravel, you know, it's just like, yeah. just got to kind of wiggle it a little and figure out what thing you have to extend or override or, you know, dependency inject to like, true, get your, get your, uh, get your code where it needs to go. There's the occasional, uh, Maybe the the only place I get hung up or the thing that that uh, I think I think I want is all public functions. Yep, I don't. I agree. That is bananas. <laughs> if you're gonna have here's new rules, new rules, Taylor. 
if you're listening here's the deal bud if you're gonna have private this is not exactly what you said but i'm making a stand if you're gonna have private properties on classes you have to have setters for those properties Uh, (laughs) like you can't just you can't just not let me change a piece of data yeah especially if it's a piece of data that gets set in the constructor or something you know yeah like it's just there's so many times where it's like ooh I'll just go in here and hack oh no that's a private method oh no that's a private property well darn I guess I'm just gonna not do that there's this it'd be, go ahead no, that's all no that's no all I had. no you're 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 going just go I was just saying because it's just it, a lot of times it's just too much work to work around the fact that something is private you know like you got to do so much hacking to get to the point where like you know, oh what am I going to like extend this now but like yeah. it's called from something else so I have to go all the way down the line until I find something that I can change the reference to yep exactly you know yeah. and then and then I'm going to like inject like extended versions of every class that it calls all the way along its lineage yep. down to the one you know it's just and then maintain it messy. with API updates and all that I mean you definitely right. anyway. exactly but, yeah that's crazy but if there were setters you wouldn't yeah that's yeah I, I've thought about the need for a pattern in Laravel like for extending core like there should be a folder like I should have like app slash extensions and it's basically mm-hmm. all the core files that I extend and it just mirrors the, the folder structure uh no oh that's interesting I was thinking like like I do stuff like um like if I need to extend because I can't access some protected you know um attribute I'll I have to extend the class and then bind it into the container and you know if it's something that like you said like you find the point you find the extension point hopefully you can find one and you Mm -hmm. do and then you bind it and then I what do I call the extended name you know I usually name it with its attribute that I've added so if it's like logger that logs to my slash I don't know whatever Um, Mm -hmm. logger that logs to the log logger that logs to the log and you know but where do you put that file i that's the question that i come across so here's here's this is actually really interesting so there is a pattern that exists um in wordpress where you could you could make themes for wordpress and then you could also make child themes of those themes yeah and the child themes were basically just empty folders um and then any file that was in your child theme would be overwritten over the file at the exact same file path in the parent theme if it existed yeah right so what if we just had an extensions folder what if we just had an extensions folder that was just empty by default right yeah and um and just you could throw you know like say you wanted a new version of you know whatever of the router you could just throw it in there and then what if even better instead of just overwriting it completely it extended it and then overwrote it you know so that like in everywhere and i don't know how the hell you would do this with the uh you know with all the auto load right, magic yeah. i don't know how you would figure this out but there's got to be a way we're all very smart um and then you could you could just have a folder where you just throw random files and so say i throw you know like illuminate slash database slash you know, collections.php. Yeah. Right? Um, into that folder, and I just add one method to it, right? Yeah. 
um, then it would take the original illuminate slash database slash collection dot PHP, extend it, add that method, and then everywhere in the Laravel core that that was used, it would instead use mine. That's cool. That would be very cool. That would be very cool. That's a good idea. Someone out there who's smarter than us and understands Composer auto loads well. And then, okay, so someone out there smarter than us and really gets it, take the time this weekend when you're off, take a day or two mm-hmm. or three, develop the entire thing, pull request mm-hmm. it, so mm-hmm. Taylor can close it and comment, no plans <laughs> on adding this. No, no plans to merge. <laughs> Uh, my favorite, my favorite one one time was, I don't think this is for us. <laughs> it's not you. Like, it's come me. on, you're not gonna give him anything. You're just gonna tell him, I don't think this is for us. That's great. It was great. That's well, great. I love it. Oh, that would be a fun. Um, I don't know, some sort of like skit, or if we could encode that humor in some like funny way of Taylor like mm-hmm. going to his. Uh, it's like auto replies yeah. that he like programs into it and scrolls down and like, hmm, what am I going to use he just today? Sits, he just hits like function and and it just says no plans to merge. Or like, uh, um, yeah, right, exactly. He's got hotkeys <laughs> for every single response. We need, we, that would be fun yeah. to develop a flow chart of Taylor Otwell's uh, stock responses to close. Okay, okay, requests. okay. Wait, wait, wait. I have. That would be really funny. Such a good idea okay. for the listeners. Maybe we should do this for Christmas or something. Okay. O- over the Christmas break, you you make a pull request, right, to Laravel, and you will we'll find some place. We'll we'll make like a hashtag, right, um, and then you tweet a link to that pull request. Now, it's a competition to see who has the coolest pull request that will not get merged right <laughs> and so what we're, you have to it's very difficult right because you have to structure your pull request in such a way that a it's very cool yeah. but b it's also not going to get merged yeah <laughs> and so this really requires threading the needle between what caleb and i think is cool and what taylor is not going to merge yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and then in the first episode of the new year we will we'll judge all of the failed pull requests. <laughs> we'll decide which one's the coolest, and then I'll send you a mug with the definition of your favorite Urban Dictionary phrase on it. Settled. Mm, what's our hashtag? The hashtag's just no hashtag plans to merge, no plans right? To merge, yeah. <laughs> okay, so anytime between now and the beginning of the year, you create a pull request to Laravel, and. Uh, it cannot get merged, but it has to be very cool. So good luck. Yep, that's travelers. it. Totally, and this is legit for real. <laughs> this is legit. I'm I'm buying a mug for you as soon as you want it. There's a mug in store. Uh, should we add anything into the prize? <laughs> <laughs> I think a mug is great. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to add the phrase "no plans to merge" to to Urban Dictionary. Mm. Um, because I think you can just add phrases. And then Urban Dictionary sells mugs of their phrases with definitions. Oh, so cool. I will buy you the mug of No Plans to Merge, and I will send it to you as soon as uh, as soon as this works. Should we uh, like hashtag NPTM so that like people no, don't I th- know? I it's... Think, no, I think it's fine if they know. I'm in. Okay. Uh, no plans to merge. <laughs> I think it's very good. I dig. Oh, 
<sighs> All right. I think we've been going for a while. Why don't you tell me about your Thanksgiving dinner real quick? Because I want to, I want to, I want to compare notes on Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. So what kind of turkey game are you guys on? You guys go stuffing inside the turkey? Do you cook a turkey in the oven or do you deep fry? Okay, no deep fry. I've never had a deep fried turkey. Okay. Um, so Thanksgiving dinner has evolved for me. Started at my mm-hmm. grandma's house, huge like Italian Thanksgiving feast, giant thing, and now it's my aunt's house, smaller Italian Thanksgiving feast. And the turkey usually is smoked. This year was not. Mm. Usually smoked. Yeah. Like in a smoker. In a smoker. Very good. That's pretty cool. Very good. I always go for the wing. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that that's the turkey method. Stuffing not inside the turkey. Um, stuffing outside the turkey. And yeah, I, I'm the worst Thanksgiving eater. One, I... Like, I don't know, for some reason, most Thanksgiving foods, and I'm not that picky, for real, but they're just not my favorite foods. So Thanksgiving, to many other people, is more dear to their heart Mm. to me. I look for the appetizers, the desserts, and the turkey, and some bread, maybe some corn. What's your go-to dessert? I mean, obviously, pumpkin pie is the classic. Pumpkin pie is a classic, Um, and I never liked it growing up for some reason, but I love it. I go mm -hmm. cherry pie if it's available. For sure. Ooh, she's my cherry pie. <laughs> um, nice. Um, that's awesome. I we we deep fry turkeys in these parts. Yeah, tell me about that. They're good. They're good. It's it's a minor danger. It's a hot vat of oil. Yep. I mean, um, isn't there o- like that's like a, a common cause of death? Yeah, but uh, I think frozen turkeys in the see. turkey fryer. I met Charlotte eight years ago. So, I've cooked seven Thanksgiving turkeys in a deep fryer and probably three Christmas turkeys in those seven years. You cooked So, them? yeah, Tim and I, Charlotte's father and I, we, we cooked the turkey. Ah. That's our, that's our job. Um, the old cooking the turkey with the father-in-law. Yeah, we just stand out stand there. Stand in silence, staring at the turkey. No, no, we talk, we, we <laughs> say like, we say things like, Hmm, you think we should turn that up a little? Okay. You know, we, and we kind of like put our hands in our pockets and or cross our arms. Nice. And we're both wearing big coats because it's usually kind of chilly. Right. And we're just kind of like, like tilting our heads and like looking at it and being like, "You think it's gonna be all right? Hey, how much time's <laughs> left on that? You know, um, like so uh, we do that. Oh, uh, what's that? Like not Simpsons, not Family Guy, not South Park, but uh, the Cleveland Show. No, no. <laughs> Oh, 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 I know what you're saying. Um, Hank, yeah, um, yeah. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yeah. Yes. Very King of the Hill. Very King of the Hill. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we do a big Thanksgiving get turkey. Charlotte's mom makes, uh, there's stuffing, there's uh, sweet potato casserole, there's mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce from the can. Um, nice. She made a, a big uh, blueberry pie this Ooh. year, which is pretty dope. Yeah, it's hardcore. It's a good life out here for Thanksgiving. That is a good life. So a deep fried turkey, what are we it's talking amazing. here? Is this like, I'm thinking like chicken fingers turkey style. No, 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 no. There's no breading. Right. I I know that, like logically, but but I'm, I'm still picturing like, uh, I don't know. No. You just take a turkey and then you put some rub on the skin, okay. you know, 
and then you just and the rub is like you know herbs and spices basically yeah um and then you just drop it right into the oil and it crisps up all of the skin really good really good and crispy um and it comes out and i mean it it eats just like a turkey except the skin is crispier and more flavorful and the meat is less dry ah so it's really i mean it's best of both worlds but i don't know i've never had a smoked turkey and i can imagine the skin on a smoked turkey would be very good it's super good yeah yeah that's that's it's a variable you introduced in my head just now and now i'm really thinking about it i might need to get a green egg what's that oh well, the green yeah, egg? The smokers those yeah yeah, yeah. yeah nice mm. yeah that's a life mm. it is good it adds it adds flavor to it for free like you're not you don't have to add gravy or anything and you get flavor like out of the box yep so that that's the thanksgiving dinner we, we have to hop to two different thanksgiving dinners which is unfortunate so we can't do the the ritual of like eating too much drinking too much and laying on a couch that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen for me anymore which would be that is a great ritual that's though. missing did you have that on thanksgiving yeah i had that i just ate and then i laid that's key it's very key that is we just key. laid around and watched I don't even remember what we watched. That's how that's how out of it I was. That's I was perfect. just like trip, you're just I, tripping on tryptophan. Mm-hmm. The tryptophan trip. Yep. Just go to space. <laughs> don't even go remember to space on some turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I blacked out. I had so much stuffing. <laughs> uh, yep. Sorry for our non-American listeners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we we've been but, making like. I thought this was funny. This is not an actual joke, but um, mm-hmm. but Canadian thinks Thanksgiving. You know, I, I don't know. We're I forget how the joke started, but basically Hannah like just slipped in there like something about Canadian New Year's, and <laughs> I just started dying laughing. She's like, "Oh well, you know, well, well they don't sell. You know, it's Canadian New Year's." It was just so I don't know. I thought it was that's funny. funny. That's a great joke. I think that's good humor. That's a good bit. That's really yeah. That's a good bit. Yep, if slipped in properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. gotta work it in. Yeah, so now one. that that's one of those inside things in the friend group now, where you can just say Canadian like New <laughs> Canadian New Year's, and you get a good laugh. <laughs> awesome, excellent. Yeah, excellent. <sighs> good podcast. Good you podcast. Any other, uh, anything you want to touch on before we wrap this one? We talked about thankfulness. I we mean, sure I did. I kind of don't want it to end. Yeah, me neither. I just want to keep going. I want to keep going. What What else are you thankful for? What else am I thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for uh, Charlotte's 2015 Toyota Yaris, mm. which is our faithful friend and has taken us to and from many states in this nation and will never break down and is indestructible as far as I can tell. And we have hit tires with it. We like going at 80 miles yeah. an hour. I've hit a tire. Um, we have, it's been through a lot. We've probably in the last three years, put 60 or 70,000 miles on it. Just going hard. Um, but yeah, it's How a great many years, car. 60, Two or three. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, a lot of driving to Baltimore and to Wilmington and just around the country. Yeah. Um, but it's a tank. It's unbeatable. It's cute. 
and uh, it gets us gets us where we need to go. And uh, so I am thankful for that car and the the ways in which we have not died in it. That's a good thing to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about you? What you got? I'm thankful for Hannah's 2014 Toyota Corolla. Oh, <laughs> Corolla! I see uh-huh. the Crayola. Uh huh. Yep. No, I am thankful yeah. for it. We we went yeah. one car. Uh, I think before we got married, and same, um, my car died, and and I just decided not to get a new one and see what would happen. You know, it's like, well, I don't have to get a new one right now. Let's just see. And I don't know. Three years later, it's it's fine. It's still. fine. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. That's what we did. Um, and uh, yeah, we're one car people. I didn't know that. I picture you with mm-hmm. multiple Subarus in your front lawn. Oh, I've had One is upside down. Subarus in my front yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. At this point, I have no Subarus. Wow. Um, I know. I have had probably three or four in the last several years, but uh, but no. At this point, I have none. We um, we I was I bought one from my buddy, and then I sold it back to him before we moved down to Asheville. And the entire time I've been in Nashville, I just haven't had a car, and I haven't needed a car, and I haven't bought a car. <laughs> okay, so the last so, car I'm thinking of is that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Asheville. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that is the that is the status around here. Yeah. Although, when we buy this house, we're probably going to move out of town just a little bit. So, uh, mm. we'll be far enough out that I might have to swing for a second car. Be careful. Because right now, I just, I can lift everywhere. You know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yep, yeah. I substitute so, lifting we'll with. Uh, I should add this in that I have family in the area that I can commonly say like, "Hey, when you're headed here, you mind swinging by?" Yeah, I have like people by. that live within two blocks that we just carpool. Oh, with, nice, know? nice. Which is nice. very nice and would make it very hard for somebody who truly had one car and no friends and family close by. Yep. Yeah, but I do. I like I do a lot of um uh feeling kind of stranded, you know? Mhm. Mhm. I do a good amount I know of that. the feeling. And when I have yeah, the car, yeah. like if Hannah's like traveling or something and it's I don't know. Yeah, you feel unstoppable. I feel unstoppable. I'm like I am empowered. Yeah. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I could go anywhere. That's it, yeah. man. That is it. Cars are cars are very interesting like that. Getting a bike was a big deal for me because it added yeah. like some radius. Yes. Yep. Totally. How how downtown do you live in Buffalo? Not downtown. Do you live I, in Buffalo? I live or do you downtown live in, in Buffalo, like right downtown. Gotcha. Um, uh huh. In like, if you went on hood maps, it would be the the yellow strip. Mm-hmm. I don't know how familiar with hood maps you are, but that's the like hipster <laughs> coffee gotcha, shop. Gotcha. Area. Gotcha, gotcha. Hipster yep. art uh, district. Yeah, lived right mm-hmm. there. And then now we live in a suburb, but in the village. So I live like right smack dab on a strip in the village. So I live gotcha. like next, my, I share a wall with uh, a restaurant and, you know, many, many things like, like things I would need. So I can live really close to. You should cut a hole in that wall. Yeah, it's actually brick. I'm not saying I shouldn't just because it's bricks. Yeah, you know, it might even be easier. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it be cool to have, like, a small, like, plate-sized door? 
I think that'd be great. That it's a it's like a white tablecloth like, place, so that might add up. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, throw me a throw me a linguini, <laughs> a sausage link. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, the mice will bring it to me. Actually, we do have a mouse problem because we live <laughs> next to a restaurant. Ratatouille. We share a basement with a restaurant. You will have a mouse, Ooh, mouse problem. Yeah, yeah. There's no way around that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually nice to be able to bike to uh, chiropractor, grocery store, um, dentist, supermarket, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, restaurants, bars, friends' houses, all that stuff. Very nice. It is nice to be able to bike to a dentist's office because they just don't want you to drive when you leave, ever. Yeah, that's like, funny. I have biked home. Uh, so the dentist I actually go to, uh, problem, I lived in an, a similar area in the city and I had that whole like established my life close to where I live so I can bike and walk but I've mm-hmm. liked a lot of those places so much that I'm not willing to you know make that trade off so now I live like a half an hour away but my dentist is a half an hour you know because I used to bike to my mm-hmm. dentist now I have to drive you moved away from the life you established I, exactly and some of the things I just had to keep and my dentist is maybe like the only one that's funny that you bring that up but I've biked home from the dentist for sure a little bit uh, you know, floopy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get you there. They do get you. Dentists. They'll get you good. They'll get you. Mm. Oh yeah, you betcha. Oh they get yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what else are you thankful for? I am thankful. What am I thankful for? I'm. I'm no longer thankful. I have literally exhausted all of my thanks. There's nothing else in the world that I'm thankful for. Wow. No. Oh, ooh, you know what it is? You know what it is? Hmm. Thoughtful product design. Oh. Um, wait, wait. You're, you're thankful for what? Thoughtful product design. Okay, yep. I purchased a Nintendo Switch. No, you didn't. When? I did. I did the purchase. Tell me um, when you exactly when you purchased it. <laughs> right before we drove here for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I purchased um, a Nintendo Switch last night at 10.30 no, p.m. I did. <laughs> <laughs> cool so we both have nintendo switches yeah we'll have to play rocket league um, oh yes we will it's 12 bucks um yeah it's very cheap very cheap very good game um but uh yeah so i first nintendo switch and it's delightful it is like there's so many nice things about it just there like are. just using it it feels like oh like this is how i used to feel about apple products uh. Where it was just like, oh, it's nice that they thought of that, you know. Yeah. There's just like lots of situations where you're like, oh, it's really cool that they thought of the fact that you might want to use one. Like, when you have one person playing, obviously this is the best way to play. But you might have two people playing, and then this would be an okay way to play. It wouldn't be the best way to play, but you can still play that right. way. You know, that, or I, I, I think you're you're referring to the fact that you can split the controller into two, but it's two different controllers. Like it's not ideal. Yep. I yep. look at that and I'm astonished because I go, I would have never made that decision. That would have never yeah. happened because yeah. the two controllers are different. Like two people are playing with different controllers. Uh-huh. I would have never thought that that's okay. But it's but so it's practical. Yeah, it's exactly. So practical. It's just like, yeah, it's just like, well, you know, it's not, it's not ideal. Right. It's but not like, ideal. Would you rather it's be playing symmetrical. your game by yourself and not having anyone watch you? You're just having your friend like sitting here, like watching, wishing they could play too. Oh, it's so perfect. Yeah, I played and it, it really many hours of Rocket heart- League on those wacky controllers today. Yeah, it gets to the heart of the feeling of like 
because Nintendo was very much about like the feeling of playing games as a kid, mm. you know. Yeah. And remember when we were a kid, like all of the cr- like you would go to your friend's house and they would have one good controller and one bad controller, <laughs> always. And like it was their house, and so you used the bad. Or controller. Like you got the PS One controller that doesn't have the analog sticks. Exactly right, and it's stuff like that where it's just like, but like you make do because it's better to be playing the game than not be playing the game. Yeah. You know? Totally. And, like, that's... It's just... It felt so, like... Oh, of course. Like, of course there's, like, a Hobie controller version that they implemented. You know? Um, now I have to believe that. <laughs> oh. You know, I, I, you said that. I looked at the clock. It's exactly one hour on my machine. I'm like, okay. Too easy. Too easy. Go on, though. Ah, all right. Um, but yeah, I just love it. I think it's very thoughtful and creative, and it's the type of thing that uh, just makes you makes you happy. You know, let's let's have a quick thing because here's the thing I'm grateful for, Caleb. I'm grateful for your departure into the the magical land of philosophy over the past year or so. Huh. You've really gone down the road. You really you've really just you know, and it's it hasn't been a flight of fancy. At first, I thought it might be a flight of fancy where you're like, oh, yeah, Caleb's going to, like, cover his bases. And then he's going to be like, okay, now I've investigated philosophy. I know what's going on there. I know how they think. Now I can, you know, go back to my own world or whatever. Yeah. But you really, like, like you know about lots of stuff I have no idea about now. Like, you've gone further down at least certain roads. I guess there's yeah, certain roads right. that I'm very well versed in. But, like, in lots of places, like, you've gone down these roads that I have no idea about. And so now I feel like I have a, a philosophy buddy that I can converse with if I've got, like, a, a philosophy thought. Wow. You're uh, you're ready to have a philosophy thought. And so I'm grateful for that. And uh, I think it's probably been uh, – it feels like it's been good for you. It feels like you've been having fun with it and, like, developing your positions, which has been fun to watch. Totally. I, I – uh... I think I'm thankful for the same thing. I think I think that there's, you know, like I was a lay philosopher, you were a lay philosopher before you went to school. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's just people who are lay philosophers and it comes out and and if given the right environment and the right like friend group or or even just I don't know, somebody or the right like problematic idea that they need to figure out. Yeah, totally. And they and they ask the question and they they do something logically. Or you, um, like, like the so I guess philosophy, getting into philosophy for me has given me all the words. I mean, I've learned a ton and whatever, but but like uh, Mitch and I, Lar- Laravel slash Life Buddy and like Blood Brother, not actual Blood Mitch. He he and I like would go way into these philosophical arguments and debates, but neither of us have any real education, and we would end up in these infinite regresses. But we didn't know what an infinite regress was, you know. So we would mm-hmm. like end up in literally in Moore's infinite regress and we would be, you know, not being able to justify anything, swimming in like postmodernist, nothing is real, we can't anything you know. Um but you, you can arrive at all those things, you know, honestly. You can you can just I don't know. So anyway, yeah, that's cool. And I'm um and it's it's so awesome for me to be able to have a little more vocabulary to talk to people like you. I have a cousin who, you know, he's a law student anyway. Um, so it's been super nice to be able to like, to sort of, uh, I don't know, just have people that I can get, get the gist from. Like I, I would just talk to you or call you up and be like, 
just tell me about the history of philosophy. Tell me about, give me the Greek thing. Give me the Marxist thing. Give me the yeah. existential thing. What is existentialism? Who are the players? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Super nice to have. Yeah, uh, it's been a blast. Blasty blast. For sure. Blasty blasterson. Yeah, we'll have to start another podcast where we talk about uh, Jordan philosophy. Peterson. I, I meant Jordan. I meant philosophy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I'm thankful for you, D. Cole. Aw, Caleb. I'm also very thankful for you. And, you, and the listeners. I was... <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> also... Listeners, we're very thankful for you. We're very thankful. You hound us when we don't make podcasts enough. Which is so flattering you, and kind. Yeah. And we're sorry. We're, we're, we're sorry, <laughs> but also you're welcome. And you're welcome. We're sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Here's our blood and toil. It's eleven fifty-seven. It's eleven fifty-seven. The Friday after Thanksgiving, on Black Friday, and we're here for you, so that you can also be thankful for us. Word. So. Uh, Word. So there you go. <laughs> you got listeners. And Caleb, great times. Good times, Nicole. Good chill and good podcast. Good podcast. I'm going to hit the stop. Yeah. And a big shout out to Me Jared too. White for providing this music. <laughs>